Good morning, everyone, and happy Wednesday. We made it halfway through the week. Woohoo! I'm your host, Rianne O'Mara of the Local Project blog, Facebook, and Instagram channels, and I just wanted to say thank you for joining me here by the fireside, where we are going to discuss kind of all the aspects of living seasonally in rural British Columbia. going to talk all about freezers and how to keep them organized so that you can have as much locally sourced food at your fingertips throughout the season. One might be wondering why you would ever want to think about freezer organization, but let me tell you. Once you start getting a bunch of, say, like you foraged a bunch of mushrooms or a bunch of berries and you've had a bunch of garden produce that you've tucked away in the freezer and then you have fish from the summer and maybe then you went hunting and you got a deer and then you decided to buy maybe some locally sourced pork and lamb from a local farmer and some chickens and then all of a sudden you're looking at your deep freeze and you're like oh what is even in here I can't remember and I'm not one for having like a to the t inventory like I'm not gonna write down exactly every single thing that is in our deep freezer and like cross one off when I take it out to make dinner but I want to be able to open my freezers, pop the lid off, look in there, and be like, okay, I know I have approximately so many meals of XYZ. Looks like we should probably be eating more of this throughout the next few months because we have another half of pork, say, on order from a local farmer. And... I want to just be able to do a quick visual and that's kind of how we're going to go about this informal chat about freezer organization. And hopefully you'll come away from this feeling inspired to maybe take take control of your freezers, especially if you have a deep freezer, like a chest freezer, they can get a little chaotic at times. So we actually have quite a few freezers and that's kind of abnormal, especially because we're only a family of two, but we don't buy a lot of meat from the store. We buy maybe a little bit of sandwich meat, um, sometimes bacon, because when you buy a side of pork, that bacon actually doesn't go very far. Um, but other than that, like we don't really buy a ton of meat at the store, and that's what takes up the most of our freezer space. So we do have two above fridge freezers one in our kitchen and then one in like our garage beer preserving fridge type thing it's kind of a catch-all for all the overflow that doesn't fit in our kitchen but basically what stays in the kitchen freezer for us is going to be maybe items that we found in our other freezers that have not sealed properly and that need to get used up um things that we might use a little more often. So some frozen berries because we like to put them in smoothies or make muffins and things with them. We have a few jars of dehydrated morels in that freezer. Just smaller 
things that we will be using quite often go in that freezer. Our other above fridge freezer that's in the, like that we use for, for beer and quite often has, you know, fish or hams brining or whatever it might be in there. That freezer over there, that's solely for, we have like some dog treats like from deer legs and stuff like that for the dog and a lot of scraps from fish that we aren't using um like the actual spine that's left over we we like to barbecue the spines and peel all the meat off but anything like that old anchovies old herring we like to grind all that up and make this disgusting prawn bait for when we go prawning in the spring so that stuff all kind of lives any pelts any rabbit hides, things like that, that we're going to tan. Those kind of non-food freezer items go over in that one. What I want to focus more is on the chest freezers that we have. We have a really big chest freezer and then a smaller one. Because the, that's where things can get kind of hairy. If you have an upright freezer, you can't quite put as much stuff in it. So it stays relatively organized on the shelves. Like you can see everything that you have but those chest freezers can kind of become a a dumping zone and just like this never-ending black hole of vortex of food just kind of cycling around and oftentimes some of the oldest stuff gets left on the bottom. So I think the first step to making sure that your freezer stays organized is to utilize all the bins and organizing panels that are within said freezer. Ours came with it and we have, I mean, we bought ours, gosh, probably over a decade ago. So I don't know if deep freezers come with that many organizing, like to divvy it up into compartments. But if they do use those, put all of your chicken and rabbit, say, in one spot, put all of your prawns in another spot. Maybe you have a bunch of sausage and pepperoni, things like that that are quick to use, have them all in one compartment. Don't be trying to sift through everything to find that one item that you're looking for because that's when things get really disorganized. One of the tricks that I, or one of the like organizing methods that I use is typically when we're buying, either if we have a moose or if we bought like a side of beef, is we're going to look at it and say we have one bin for roast, one bin for steak, one bin for ground, one bin for stew, and then we divvy up the rest of the compartments based off of how much other meat we happen to have lying around in the freezer. The second tip that I actually think is probably the most important thing is that once you have your freezer organized into different types and cuts of meat, is that if you put new stuff in, take everything out and put the new stuff at the bottom. It can be a little bit of a pain in the butt and I've definitely had some frozen fingers. I end up actually using just a pair of work gloves or winter gloves or something when I have to do a lot of this because it does get cold. Pull all of your old stuff out, 
and hopefully everything has a date on it. And then when you put it back in, put the newest stuff at the bottom and work your way up to the oldest. That makes sure you don't end up with, you know, stuff from three years ago still kind of just stuck at the bottom because you just keep adding more things to it. And there's nothing worse than pulling out, say, a slab of halibut from the ocean that you had tucked away and you wanted to save for a special occasion and then you forgot it was there and then three or four years later it's basically all freezer burn. So taking the few extra seconds to pull everything out and tucking it back in in that fashion will make sure that you kind of keep up to date on everything and that's also a good chance especially if you're say wrapping well even if you aren't doing it yourself but if you're wrapping or vacuum sealing your own meat you can kind of keep tabs on things a little bit and be like "Ooh, this like the brown paper on this package of steaks looks like it somehow ripped and that's now exposed to the air we should probably take those upstairs and use that pretty quickly or oh it looks like for some reason the seal on this vacuumed vacuum sealed piece of fish didn't seal very well then you take that up and you have that for dinner and that way you're not losing things inadvertently to freezer burn and stuff like that so the quality of the food that you have in there is much better another thing you'll want to think of especially if you're keeping stuff in the freezer is that it's not if you live somewhere especially in rural areas where you're potentially going to lose power for a substantial amount of time you'll want to have some sort of backup power luckily for us up here we can kind of and maybe I'm jinxing myself I should probably knock on wood but we kind of find that if we are going to lose power and not get it back right away it's going to be during those winter storms and in theory we could put stuff in like we have coolers and things like that and move it outside and it could sit for months outside and it would be fine so if you don't live somewhere like that or if you have a lot of summer storms and whatnot um yeah i i would think about a backup source especially if you start having a lot of meat and locally sourced veggies and things like that it uh, you get a lot of dollars invested in your freezer so you want to make sure that you uh, don't lose the contents and along that same vein check on your freezers ours are all in our house but some people have stuff in their shop or whatever it may be and maybe you are not walking by it on a daily basis like we do If that's the case, make a point of going and checking your freezers or having good alarms on them because if for some reason the freezer fails and you haven't been walking by it a ton, that's when you're going to lose the contents and nobody wants to deal with a rotten, stinky freezer. I had somebody ask what we use to organize our freezer like they really like the dividers and things like that because I'd had a post gosh quite a while ago now but that had showed kind of what our freezer looked like and maybe I can update that to kind of go along with this podcast but 
I told her, I was like, well, actually, I didn't buy those. They came with the freezer. If you buy a secondhand deep freeze, say, that doesn't have any of those dividers in it, because I think all new ones, I could be wrong, I think all new ones do come with some form of, you know, removable bin type things or whatever. But if you don't have that at your disposal, honestly, something as easy as using milk crates, they're cheap, they're sturdy, you can slap a little label on them. I would use milk crates to kind of keep things organized just so you have the meat contained and it's not just floating and getting stirred around every time you go to look for anything. If you're going to take anything away from this episode, let it be that, you know, no matter whether you have a big chest freezer, a small one, an upright freezer, or just the tiny little freezer above your fridge in your kitchen, they all benefit from organization. Um, when you get those new items, whether it's from you foraging or hunting or fishing or growing said food item yourself, or you're supporting your local farmer, or even if you're just attempting to buy in bulk a little bit more because you live in rural areas and you have to make a trip to Costco every like four months, that's your grocery stock up. You take a little bit of extra time to put those new items in the bottom of your freezer. And really, if we're talking about pantries and all that, which is a whole nother conversation, but you put all your new stuff at the bottom or at the back, you can take stock of all of your older items. You can pull out stuff where seals are giving way. And then you make sure that you end with your oldest items on the top so that you never really have more. In our freezers, we never really have stuff that's over a year old generally. Some of the stuff gets pushed a year and a half, but usually everything's within that year which is really nice when you are looking for food to cook because you're not finding all old freezer burnt stuff. You should also be having a plan for a power outage um, in general. A lot of rural people have that type of plan in place, but whether it's, you know, if you think you're going to lose power in the winter, you have bins and stuff to store things in outside. If you live in a warmer climate, maybe you need to have a generator for backup. Maybe you have solar or you have neighbors in different part of the country or town or whatever that you can bring your stuff to for safekeeping until you regain power again. There's a lot of dollars tied up in our freezers and we want to make sure that we have a plan for what to do in a worst case scenario. Um, on that same kind of wavelength, it's also remember important to remember to check on those freezers if you haven't checked on them. If you haven't went down to your deep freeze lately or out to your deep freeze, do it. Do it now. Nobody likes to find a rotten, stinky, meat, sour freezer that the power it has let go on it long ago. It's just given up the ghost. You don't want to find that a few weeks in. You want to notice that within the first couple days so that you can save all of your uh, meat or vegetables or whatever you might have inside of there. 
joining me here by the fireside. As always, we would really appreciate reviews on Apple, Spotify. Actually, right now, we are still working on getting all these other podcast players up. So the podcast right now is just on Spotify, but once we get everything up and running everywhere else, we appreciate the reviews wherever you listen to your podcasts at. It really helps to get the word out to other listeners and people who might enjoy being a part of these conversations that we're having here by the fireside. You know, the little bits of uh, rural living in the north, whether it's, you know, freezer organization, which is pretty basic and can sometimes be a bit boring perhaps, to kind of the more romantic, beautiful side of life here in northern British Columbia. Thank you for tuning in, and I look forward to seeing you next Wednesday here by the fireside. Thank you.